three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Excellent. This is our second one of the night. I feel like we're really uh, just like riding a bike, right? Yeah. Like things are going smooth. It's like we're both Justin Timberlake because we're so in sync with each other. Yep. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) You're welcome. But who's um, who's JT? Are you JT? We're we're, we're both JT. Oh. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like a duet with himself. Yeah, it's, it's I like yeah, that. It's like a, Kinky. It's like a fa- it's like a family matters episode. He went to the uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the one chamber <laughs> and cloned himself. Fair, but there you go. Uh, but we're reviewing. So I was I'm actually real excited to review this with you because we're reviewing the uh, the Five Bloods, which is the uh, latest uh, Spike Lee joint, of course, by <laughs> <laughs> who who did one of my favorite movies from uh, a couple years ago in Black Klansman, which I just mm-hmm. think. I love Black Klansman. It is a true, uh, true masterclass. That's one of those films I really told everyone you need to fucking watch this. Um, so Scott, I'm happy you're on this for this reason alone. You, so I will be the first to admit, um, I have not felt comfortable going to a George Floyd uh, march yet, just because of COVID and all that bull, that that bullshit. Um, I haven't felt comfortable doing it. I've stuck to educating and debating a lot of people on the social media. <laughs> Finally good my, fight online. Dude, oh my god. And I will tell you, it's fucking exhausting, man. But you were at a march uh, yesterday in, in uh, Colorado, so I mean, like, talk to us about that, man. Like, how was it? How was the atmosphere? Like, so this was a um, kind of like a Black Lives Matter slash um, Pride uh, march. Um, yeah. So it was, like, definitely more I think like festival, not not festival because it wasn't it wasn't like cheery, but it was definitely like high energy. There wasn't, I mean, there's a few hundred people, and we marched from uh, Cheeseman Park down one of the main streets to Civic Center Park, which is like down downtown. It wasn't like a super long long march, um, but it was really cool, like super super powerful and like even though i'm not really generally someone that would go to a protest that was my first protest but really wow yeah but it was um i mean everyone was wearing masks and like it was outside so i felt that's why i felt comfortable doing that part of the reason um but yeah like super cool like just a great experience and i definitely recommend it to people and people have don't need my recommendation i mean they've been they've been uh, filling out in numbers across the country. So that was cool to see, but it, it was just cool to be a part of and to kind of let, you know, marching down kind of main street and, um, everyone being real loud and, you know, totally peaceful and, you know, very much unified and they marched to the Capitol and people had things to say. We, we left after that, but we, we just kind of wanted to be a part of that and, um, kind of, um, try to have some sort of, uh, part to play in, 
you know, the, the solution or pushing people to make the right decisions about this kind of thing. But, um, yeah, it was, it was great. It was a great experience. And like you're saying, it kind of, kind of leads into this movie a little bit. So, so Spike Lee is very similar to Tyler Perry. And before everyone freaks out, calm down. Let me, let me explain. (laughs) Tyler Perry is like a trigger on this podcast. Oh, I know. (laughs) I, I, yeah. And not just for you, for, uh, for many people. (laughs) True. But because you're going to get an education, whether you like it or not, when you watch the Spike Lee joint, um, you know, Tyler Perry talks about Jesus, kind of. Um, Spike Lee talks about uh, the black struggle. And I could see, and I'm just going to call it what it is, man. I could see a lot of extreme conservatives. And I use that in particular, that term in particular, because I've talked to some like friends who have been conservative, who are conservative, and been like, look, you need to understand that black people are really getting sick of this shit. And it's been really tiring. Um, uh, I mean, we just talk, we haven't talked about it, but we had two people, two people of color who are, who were hung mm-hmm. over the weekend, and investigations are going on that. Like, we're in twenty twenty, black people are still being hung. Like, Jesus Christ, you wonder why black folks are just like, what the fuck is happening? Um, do you want? I, Spike, I, I don't. I don't know if you want to do this for this podcast, but I think it's important if you wanted to share your experience personally about you know being black and. Like what the yeah. what what that's like. I don't know if you want to get into it or not, but I think it's no, important. No, no, I think that's one of the main things I've learned since we're talking about it. Like one thing for me is to feel like I I had a grip on it, and then hear experiences from people of color, and kind of opening my eyes further to like, holy shit, this is a day to day thing. So I didn't know if you wanted to go into that or not. Sorry to you, interrupt. No man, wait, wait. no no no, dude. Like, I think that I think that's completely fair. So okay, I'll just tell a couple quick stories. So. When I was uh, when I was sixteen, my mom was out of town, and she was like, "Hey, like I'm just gonna be out of town for the weekend, you know. Here's money for groceries, you know. I mean, you know, and all that. I, I mean, she she left me food. My mom wasn't negligent, you know. Yeah. But but she was like, "Hey, I'm just gonna be out of town for the weekend." So I I wanted to go to church because I was going to church at the time, and because um, I didn't know what football was, but I <laughs> but, but I I know just random shot on Christianity, but I. Uh, but I really wanted to go to church, and so I'm, like, 7.30 in the morning, I, uh, it was, like, a, maybe, like, a three-mile walk to my church from my house, so I'm, like, cool, I got my headphones, I'm good. So, 16, over in Pismo Beach, California, and this cop followed me for at least four blocks. Like, I wasn't doing anything, I was walking with headphones in, you know, or like, my, my, you know, my Walkman, you know, in my jacket, and this cop followed me legit for at least four blocks and it wasn't until I turned off somewhere and he's like, Oh, well he's clearly on to me now that he went ahead and, you know, went somewhere else. Um, when I was 14, uh, my girlfriend Mandy at the time, uh, her and I were at this movie. And so we got the movie. I can't remember what we saw, but we saw a movie and we had fun. And this cop comes up to her and goes, uh, miss, are you okay? And she goes, yeah, I'm fine. And the cop just goes, oh, yeah, I just want to make sure you guys were together. And then the cop just walked away. And I remember, like, 14-year-old brain, you're kind of like, yeah. wait, what just happened? You know, and then when you get home, you realize, oh, fuck, that was just, you know, this racist fucking thing. And, and the last thing, last story I'll share is, uh, uh, you know, Colin. Uh, I, I was with him and uh, 
his wife uh, <laughs> with Nikki. And I, I always, whenever I talk about Nikki and we say his wife, I just always feel like the need I need to bring that up. Yeah. But uh, say it like that. But we were at um, we were at the we we're at a restaurant and Colin went up to go to the bathroom. So I'm sitting there with Nikki just talking. And I felt the this table of older people just really staring at us like giving us a stink eye so much so even nikki was like what the hell mm-hmm. and it took her you know half a second to go oh fuck yeah you know and colin came back and he as colin's coming back from the bathroom he's like why are those people staring at the table and he's like oh dude i'm like yeah man like it's so happy even See, in reno man like, it, it, from what i've been hearing and like from you and this is just me and I can only speak to so much of it because I'm white, but like a lot of it is not like you getting arrested or like it's not like overt like that. Like the racism that you experience is not like this, like people calling you the N word. I'm well, I'm sure people have, but it feels like it's it's less about like people overtly calling it out and more of just like intimidation like you said the cop following you or like people just staring it's stuff like that right that's that's more of like a daily reminder yeah it's more of a daily reminder like that's a perfect example i mean i've had i've had you know parents pull their pull their kids closer to me Mm -hmm. get in the line stuff like that like like stuff where you go like you went like on the surface, it may not seem like a big deal, but when you marinate on it, you go, "Oh, what the fuck!" Right, and it gets you, you know, and then you get bummed out. And um, I think this movie, like, like I said, I think this is going to be a hard movie for extreme conservatives to to stomach, very much in the same way as Black Klansman, because mm-hmm. this movie really is gonna it's gonna make you see some shit that you're probably not comfortable with. Um, I love the way this movie opens, playing. Uh, Inner City, uh, playing Inner City Blues, uh, Make Me Wanna Hollow, uh, Marvin Gaye, one of my favorite artists ever. And Marvin Gaye's all over the place in this film. They, they use quite a few of his songs. But uh, the movie opens, you know, you see uh, you, you see these people in, you see people in combat. You see uh, people being blown away. You see Vietnamese children, uh, like their bodies mangled and if there's one thing i can say about this movie it is fucking graphic mm-hmm. it is a graphic fucking movie and i gotta be honest man i think we've talked about it like with gore like like gore rarely gets me mm-hmm. kind of like you know like whatever um i had to turn away at a couple points yeah. watching this i was like this is really things uh, like you're saying the opening sequence one of the ones was because it's, it's centered around the Vietnam War, which is the whole movie. But, like, they there's... A, I've, I've seen this... I feel like I've seen that shot before where there's, like, this guy with a gun. They're, like, just on the street. Just, like, in, a, in the city or something. And this guy with a gun just, like, points it to this other guy's... Vietnamese guy's head and just, like, blows his brains out. Like, it just, like, right... And there's, like, blood, like, gushing out of it and stuff. And it's, like, real footage and it's like holy shit it's gonna be like that <laughs> yeah um this is the not funny version of tropic thunder like that that's really what this is i mean it, it's weird i kept whenever i saw the helicopter like i'd always go back to tropic thunder yeah. i'm like oh my god i want to keep thinking about that but um i will say this movie in particular i was familiar with probably about 70 percent 
uh, of the film of the stuff that was referenced like i knew about the kent state uh, what happened mm-hmm. at kent state university um which i mean fuck you want to talk about you, you know you think about social media now just how um <laughs> scott will tell you yours truly is popped off a couple times <laughs> i mean it's 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 i mean you think about those kids just protesting mm-hmm. you know it's 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 crazy um uh, you, uh, we were talking about the, uh, you know, talk about like the Democratic National Convention where they, you know, they got beat down. Um, it's, it's really disturbing, and I think that's the thing that people really do forget is that this shit wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. Vietnam is is, um, but we're talking about the the you know the the, the point you're talking about was uh, in sixty eight uh, February first where that um, general. Uh, I'm gonna butcher his name, but General General uh, Nguyen goes in and just shoots this guy point blank mm-hmm. range in the head, and you're right, you see the blood just spurting. It's like, oh my god, um, this movie again, it's gonna make people uncomfortable. And Spike Lee movies do a really great job of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie in particular has about uh, it's about five uh, five men. Uh, Paul, played by uh, uh, Delroy Lindo, who you've seen. You've seen him in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that immediately came to mind for me was Malcolm X and Get Shorty. Uh, 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 Otis, played by Clark Peters, who, again, you've seen in quite a few things. I personally think of him in John Wick because he's great in that. Mm-hmm. And I think about Harriet and Three Billboards. Uh, Norm Lewis, who plays Eddie, uh, again, seen him in stuff. Uh, he was in Sex and City too. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> Lemay. Oh, I loved you. I loved you in that. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Isaiah uh, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., who plays uh, Melvin, and he was in uh, Goodfellas, Black Klansman, uh, Enchanted. I really love Enchanted, by the way. Um, and then Shadwick Boseman, who plays Norman. And I give this movie a lot of credit for something from Jump because. You know, you see, you see Shadow Bozeman theme on the on the cast thing, and you're like, oh wow, it's gonna be a whole movie Shadow Bozeman. Mm-hmm. Incorrect. <laughs> it's definitely, it is not that at all. Shadow Bozeman basically has a cameo in this, and I gotta give the movie credit for kind of pulling the rug out from under me like that. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not seeing Shadow Bozeman in a lot of the uh, in a lot of the marketing. That's kind of <laughs> weird. And it's like, oh, because he's not. In that is that market. is a, a good point pointing that out that like they they did market it he was on the poster and it's like yeah oh i see yeah and and, and, and i mean and you see a little Touché. bit of it, but but not that much and so the movie as, as as it goes uh uh so these men fought together in v uh during the vietnam war uh basically go ahead and discover this uh helicopter that had um gold plates in it like just had straight up gold in it and they basically say, we're going to go ahead and bury this shit, come back after the war, and go ahead and collect. And uh, David, who's played by Jonathan uh, Majors, who, if you have not seen The Last Black Man in San Francisco, please watch that. It is on Amazon Prime. I'll be reviewing here in the next couple weeks. It's a great movie. He's the uh, son of Paul and basically goes ahead and goes, hey, you guys are going back to collect this gold. I'm coming with you. And... This movie is a mixture of a couple things. It's a mixture of Apocalypse Now, just off the war aspect alone. It's a mixture of Three Kings too, which uh, I don't know when the last time you saw Three Kings. I love Three Kings. I think that movie's fucking great with uh, Clooney, Ice Cube, and uh, 
Mr. Say Hi to Your Mother for Me, Mark Wahlberg. I really enjoy that movie. And that's it's a mixture of those films. And if there's a complaint about this movie, and, and I will just kind of start off with, with my gripes, um, this could have been 15 minutes short. Yeah. Maybe even 20. And you, you, you kind of brushed over something was that two things. One, that they didn't really explain the goal. Like, they just kind of found... I mean, they did, but I feel like they just kind of threw that in there. Um, and then... So, like, one of the main reasons they're going back was obviously for for the gold, but under the guise that they were going to go bring their friend home who had died in the Vietnam War, which is Chadwick, Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman's character, Norman... And that's like under the under the guise that that they were going to go bring him home, and they had you know all this. They had U.S. customs and Vietnamese customs papers and everything, very very above board. Um, but turned out it was they had some side side deals to get all this gold out. Yeah, I I so okay. So for me, I loved the chemistry between everyone in the film as far as like the the, the five bloods i really enjoyed their chemistry mm-hmm. it it's it is uh also remind me of us when it's like it's like it's like oh i'm buying booze like no i got it it's like no i got it hunter it's like no no fuck you scott i want to pay for it like but like, like less it was, but like, like less bipolar which i feel like a lot of yeah. these people in the group are super bipolar it's like one second drinking beers the next second it's like you motherfucker blah 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 yeah, and we use it in words slightly less. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but, but what I what I did appreciate about the movie though is that it does point out a couple things. It points out PTSD because Paul, played again by uh, Delroy Lindo, um, he's one of my favorite character actors, and I just gotta say it right now: if he's not being talked about during Oscar time, I don't know what's going on because Paul is such an asshole. <laughs> he's such a dick but in the most hilariously tragic way because this movie does bring up the fact that you know we do very much glorify war in the concept of you know conquering someone or or some you know a country Mm -hmm. and we really play up this whole like yeah you're fighting for the us of a but then what happens when you come home and it really feels like a lot of that these men kind of got lost in the shuffle as far as, you know, what, you know, when war does end, what, you know, what, what comes next. They, they were definitely not subtle about it, that's for sure. I mean, they, they definitely made that point known. I don't know if I, I don't know if I loved Paul. Like, I feel like it was too over the top, and I, we'll get into it. I had a few problems with this movie. But, okay. like, so they make him into, like, a, a Trumpster. Like, he's got a MAGA hat on the whole time. And he's like yeah. trying, I just, I couldn't get into that. Like, I just, I don't know. It was too, I feel like it was some of the parts of this movie were kind of forced in that way where it's like to, to make it like ultra topical. Um, but like, I don't know. I didn't love Paul. Like it, I, I felt like he was all over the place. Like he was super, I mean, he had PTSD and that was absolutely, I mean, valid for him to be like that, but it was almost too much for me. When I was watching it, I was it needed him to be a little bit more consistent. I think. Interesting. Uh, so 
mean, for me, Paul, I found him very, um, not endearing, but he is that peak level soldier who would have PTSD coming, mm-hmm. coming home. Yeah. Um, because there's a point where he just rips into his son and he's talking about how, like, you've been an anchor around my neck since the day you were born. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, that's... Like, oh, my God. Like, that's what like, I'm saying. Like, so dramatic. Like, it does... Like, not even believable. Like, he's, like, talking shit to his son. But his, like, son... So his son, um, like, shows up unannounced, basically. And they're like, okay, you can come along with us because you're already here and blah, 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 blah. And he was kind of first, like, like, guarding his son. And then he, like, really... I don't know. He just kind of went back and forth and which, you know, I, I think to your point, it says a lot about the trauma. You know, this guy is unstable. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, so, I mean, I will say for me, I mean, so I'll be honest, I've seen my uncle talk to my cousin like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I've seen that <laughs> and that's really fucking shitty, but unfortunately not inaccurate. Um, the scene where they all uh, meet up um, and they end up at this uh, at this bar. Someone goes ahead and throws firecrackers on the ground, mm-hmm. and that shit was fucking dark. Yeah. It was just like, oh, you know they have PTSD, and you're gonna throw something that sounds like gunfire, so they all hit the deck. I was like, wow, what a fucking asshole. Um, something I loved is that whenever the film would flash back to the to the to the war. Um, it used that very grainy VHS effect uh-huh. on the war footage, which I fucking loved. Also, it switches to like the, the aspect ratio changes. It switches from full screen right. to like a four to like a four by not like a four by three, but like that yeah. film ratio. That I just went, that's really clever, and I and I really enjoy that. I, I know some people may be turned off by that, but I personally just thought that was really. I'm a, I'm gonna clever. jump I'm gonna jump in here, and I want to. I'm interested in your opinion on this. So, please, for you mentioned the, the, they they flash back quite a bit, and some of it works, I think, really well. Where they like, they're kind of like out of nowhere, but they they, when the the gang is kind of talking about certain events that happened, when they're like, oh yeah, they they didn't even let us come back, and then this happened, and they would flash to real life like images of people that have died or civil rights leaders or something like that. And like, I thought that was super poignant and like very relevant and like it like very effective for me personally. But one thing I couldn't get past is that when they flash back to these four, four men with, um, so five counting norm, to, to them when they were back in Vietnam, they didn't use different actors to portray the, the four, the four old men that are on this current uh, present trip. They just like dyed their hair and made them look a little younger. And then you have yeah. Chadwick Boseman, who's like this young looking dude. And then the rest of them, they still look old. I just don't, it was, it bugged me that they just didn't use four different actors, like younger versions of themselves. I feel like that would have played so much better. It was just kind of a distraction for me. I didn't know if you noticed that or not. So, so I definitely did notice that for me, it didn't bother me because they did have that one picture. Like, I mean, admittedly later in the movie where it, it is, you know, the five of them, mm-hmm. but 
I liked, I really liked the de-aging they used on that picture. Yeah, no, I mean, the effect is great, and I feel like they really, because, I mean, everybody's seen those Vietnam, you know, reels, right? Like, you got the the choppers and people in the jungle and firefights, and they really capture that. But it was, I don't know why it bugged me. It's like, just use younger-looking guys and not, they just kind of, like, dyed their beards and, like, put on some makeup on them. And I just was, I it kind of pulled me out of it. Interesting. No, and, and also, it, it, it's funny because my my roommate brought that up, but um, yeah, it, it, it didn't it didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, I think if the film hadn't been laid out the way it was, it honestly would have yeah. personally. But for for, for, for me, uh, for me, it didn't it, it didn't take me out Fair. of it. Um, uh, Shabak Bozeman, uh, Norman, he gives a speech about. Uh, really about being black in America because they're talking about, like, we're going to go ahead and say, you know, Viet Cong went ahead and got this gold mm-hmm. and we'll come back for it. And he talks about, like, you know, we built, you know, we built this country. You know, mm-hmm. we, you know, spilled our blood. Um, bring up Crispus Ackes. I was just like, thank you. I was like, yep, Boston Massacre, mm-hmm. thank you. But he talks, the line he uses, you know, we've been dying for this country from the very get. All they give us was a, you know, a foot up our black asses while well, fuck that. And I was kind of like, it. this movie is very, it, this movie is less Martin and more Malcolm. Yeah. Um, which is kind which is kind of Spike Lee's, you know, his, uh, his repertoire. Um, but it, it does get a little, um, um, besides the cast, it gets a little dark, but it, uh, <laughs> but, but the movie does bring up some themes like that. The fact that, you know, a lot of the country, uh, most of the country honestly was built on slave labor, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and I'll, and I'll tell you right now, being a person of color, hearing, you know, oh, you know, slavery, but then it's like, oh, black people were so lazy. Like, shit like that does really eat, like, break your psyche yeah. a little bit, and I like the way that the movie does address that. Um, but the other thing I really was very happy about, there's this scene when they're all on the boat, uh, on a boat, heading uh, heading in to go ahead and try to collect the gold, and Paul has this racist tirade he goes on that I was like, holy shit, that is really bad. But it really shows the fact that this is not a one-sided thing, mm-hmm. just, you know, we're just black people. Yeah, like, even black black men or you know people of color can still hold certain beliefs about it yeah and and i love the fact they called that out because i was kind of like all right like let's you know vietnam war it was not all one-sided i mean there was you know terrible terrible things happening you know across the board and i'm happy that the film uh, uh you know addressed that um as far as a complaint i had i want to say it was uh, uh, melvin Melvin is like really the least developed character out of the five, um, and that really did bother me. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. I was just like, uh, like, like I, I honestly I kept forgetting his name. Yeah, like I, I really was just like, who the fuck? Like, like I was like, come on, man, like give me a little development. They could, I wish it would have almost cut the cast down by a member because I think that actually would have helped the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm, uh, you, you know, um. Chadwick, I I know we mentioned him as Norman, but he has a scene where they're talking about where Martin Luther King Jr. got assassinated, and that scene in particular is just it's so it's so fucking well done. Yeah, um, I feel like you know that that's definitely a trend throughout this where they do throw it back to 
you know, like current, not current events, but relevant events to what they're talking about and like real images and things like that. Like the infamous image of when Martin Luther King was junior was killed where they're at the hotel. People are like pointing in the hotel. That black and white image is like super powerful. Yeah, it, it really, and they have the, um, the uh, I, I can't think of the person's name, I, I had it noted, I don't have it apparently, um, they have these kind of like radio announcements uh, from uh, from the Viet Cong, uh, or this woman who's talking about like what's happening in America. Mm-hmm. Um, the stat that killed me was, um, you know, Negroes being 11% of the population, but among the troops in Vietnam, you're 32%, it's like, oh my god, yeah. like, that's... Like, that's, a, you know, that's a fucking trip. I, I'm trying really hard. Like, normally we go full spoilers, and normally we would, but I'm really trying to kind of dance around mm-hmm. some stuff here because I do believe that this is a movie you need to kind of... really kind of need to give yourself the chance to be uh, shocked yeah. by, um, appalled by, and to honestly be angry by. There is a death that I want to spoil how it happens, but I think you know the one I'm talking about. That is so gory and so brutal that I went, holy okay. shit. Like, I I was going to say like, something about that because I thought, I didn't, I thought it was, like, comical almost. Like, it was. Really? Hmm. I don't, I mean, we'll get it, I, I guess we can get into it now. Kind of my yeah, overall ahead. thoughts. Because I feel like the movie didn't need this backstory. Like, it, it. It didn't need all the extra stuff, I guess, just to say, like, like um, John John um, uh, Jean Reno's um, character Doros, this Italian or uh, a French dude, who was like trying to get in on it and with customs and anything, everything. And there's like a alternate storyline that kind of happens with him, and like, I I feel like a lot of it got in the way of the message. I feel like the whole the whole gold discovery treasure thing just kind of like covered up the important part. Like it took me out of it. Like the, the things that I was talking about with, you know, the flashbacks and how I felt like they should have used younger characters. Um, like there's a there's a part when um, uh, Clark Peters character Otis discovers something about his past life. And it was just, like, very casual, the, the, his discovery of something that is, like, very life-altering. And it was just kind of, like, casually played out. Um, and there were, like, some twists and turns. The The way that they discovered the gold was that, um, I mean, I don't, I, this is, like, a super, like, a real spoiler. But David, which is Paul's, I think that was Jonathan Major's character, the, the son, um... Yeah, John yeah, so Paul's son, David, tags along, and they, they like, find the goal. He, like, stumbles upon it because he's, like, going to dig himself a hole to take a shit in and, like, finds it kind of happenstance. So I just felt, like, I really wanted to love this movie because, like, the strong message, and I felt like they were, it was really poignant to what's going on now. They even drew it to the Black Lives Matter thing. And, like, I really wanted it to, but I just, the for it being a film itself i just couldn't get into it i don't know if you i you might have a different opinion on it but i don't know i just couldn't i really wanted to and i felt like this is an important movie for people to see 
But I think as far as just like if I'm grading it as a film, I I just it wasn't like as enjoyable as I wanted it to be. And I love Spike Lee. Like he has some like Inside Man is one of my favorite movies. Or, I'm sorry. I just rented that actually. <laughs> yeah, Inside Man, Black Klansman is amazing. Um, he has classics like Do the Right Thing and like that. He's a you know he's a legend. Um, I just don't know if it. I don't know if it hit the mark for me. Like I just I I was disappointed to be honest, and I felt like it's unfortunate because there are some really poignant things going on here. So, like I said, I don't I don't think this film was perfect. Um, I I do like Black Clansman more, but I will personally say the gap for me is smaller than it may be for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, this does have a very I thought a cool shootout at the very end, and there's this uh, monologue that Paul has where he's talking right to the camera that I really fucking enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there is a scene where they use uh, Marvin Gaye's what's going on and they don't use the actual music. It's just the, the words. Right. And I found, and I found that scene just gripping. Um, there are things, like I said here that I don't think need to be there. There's this relationship. They kind of shoehorn right, between right. this French girl and David. I went, I, I didn't need that. Um, yeah, I so there there are a couple things like I said that I I wasn't crazy about, but the stuff I loved, I genuinely uh, loved. Yeah. Again, this could have easily been. I think this is a two hour five minute long movie. I think you could right. twenty twenty five minutes. I think you honestly could right. from this. It didn't need to be over two hours. I think shade over two hours. Even even cutting this down fifteen minutes, I think would help the pacing a little mm-hmm. bit. And there is a scene that you get with Norman. And another character in particular near the end of the movie that I thought was just mwah, was so well acted. I was like, oh my god, that was that was amazing. Um, I personally, as we kind of get to our final thoughts here, I don't see a world where this isn't on my top ten list. Um, it's probably if it's not my favorite film of the year, it's it's probably in the top three. I I know it's kind of a backhanded compliment because what's come out this year, but, but so far but, so good. Yeah, right. But uh, I, I enjoyed the hell out of this. I thought this was um, educational. I thought this was um, hard to watch at points, which honestly, this needed to be. Um, again, not perfect. I, I think Black Clans and Start to Finish is a stronger film, but I think this is pretty close behind it. Um, this isn't as good as Malcolm X, but this is still a very worthy cat. Uh, very worthy addition to the Spike Lee catalog. So I'm going to give this, uh, I'm going to give this a solid A. Nice. I'm going to give this an A. Yeah. I, I was trying to think of what it reminded me of and it kind of reminded me too much of like the most recent one that I found online was going in style with Morgan Freeman. And it's, it's, that's such a random. No, I know. I know because I couldn't find the other ones that I was thinking of. It's, it's, it's the type of movie where like the old men have get together and like kind of get their groove back type movie. And then like some of them, they all go to Vegas and have like wild, you know, think like wild shit happen to them. It kind of had too much of that vibe to me of like these guys. I don't know. I just, I, I couldn't get into it the way I wanted to. And I really did because it, like I, like I keep saying, it's poignant and it's, I think it's important for people to see um, a lot of the historical, um, 
you know, ties of, you know, a lot of the systematic racism that are still in place today. And I think Spike is a great person to start with. I just couldn't, I couldn't get into it. And I think there's too many things pulling me out. Um, like, like the explosion I thought was kind of cheesy and they didn't really even react the way that I thought that they would and kind of things kind of fell in place for them. And like I said, I just think that they didn't even need that. I felt like they could just have these guys go into the jungle and have like a spiritual journey on finding themselves and, and, you know, like uncovering some things about the past and being young black men in America in the sixties. Um, and even today, um, I don't know. It's hard for me to grade it poorly <laughs> because I'm not trying to make a statement or anything, but I don't know. As, no, as I mean, a movie, I think it's like a C plus for me. I just didn't, I just didn't really enjoy, I didn't enjoy the, the interactions with, with the group. Um, it just didn't really feel, it seems like some, some scenes went on too long. There was a scene when they were boating out to the jungle and uh, people were trying to like sell them things, food, and there's this one guy trying to sell chickens, and it just like the scene went on forever. Where it's like, no, I don't want the chicken, and the guys, the guys like, oh yeah, you chicken, chicken. He's like, no, I don't want. And he calls him a gook, and it was like then shit really went crazy, and they were like, got all up in arms, and it just it felt like it went too long, and I don't know, I felt like it needed to be tightened up. Maybe if they they took out fifteen minutes of it, I would have enjoyed it a lot more, but. Yeah, I just the movie itself purely based on on a film critic, I I I didn't love it, but I I would recommend people to see it absolutely just to just to get what the the good bits out of it and the the important things out of it absolutely. That's just God. We it's just funny how we're just on opposite. I know. We're, <laughs> I had a feeling. I had a I, once we started to review the other one. I was like, hmm, maybe things aren't gonna be eye to eye on this one, but that's okay. I, I was right. That honestly, that's where I was too. I was like, "Oh, God, we're gonna be totally on the opposite on this, aren't we?" But you know what? The day that's why I reviewed it. But but I would encourage people honestly to watch this because I know some people who have really been digging this, yeah. and I've had a couple people who've been like, "Yeah, it was my fan." I'm like, "Oh, yeah. all right." Well, but then either way, this movie will make you yeah. And I absolutely, and like, I think that's the point of it, right? I think that's the point of people to to think about it, be introspective about it, and I think that's. That that in itself is make it make it makes it worth uh, to be seen. Yeah, I I will say if anything, uh, this might help spike during Oscar time because it's a lot easier to give uh, Oscar <laughs> to the five bloods yeah, and black lives. Absolutely, so, yeah. So, um, so I I'll be curious to see how we kind how this kind of mm-hmm. uh moves forward as we head into Oscar season because I don't know if you saw Oscars got pushed back almost right and 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 also they they changed some of their qualifications requirements things like that of trying to be more inclusive and more diverse so that that should be interesting yeah but uh guys and girls have you seen uh the five bloods like i said i i, I do believe not just because i like i enjoyed this so much but this is something people should watch i mean you're on netflix i mean i know stuff's starting to open back up but i mean i would say don't watch this when you're happy <laughs> I, I watched this on saturday and i was like kind of in a happy mood like oh i got shit i got shit done and then i came back and watched this and i was like oh well fuck i kind of want to crawl into a ball and watch yeah it's, it's a spikely you know? movie like you, you you should know what to expect you should expect to i mean you know get something out of it 
that's completely fair. But uh, guys, the five bloods, what did you guys think? Uh, let us know in the comments. You can go ahead and like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at JHunterRealPineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at the first. And you can go ahead and like, share, and subscribe. Go ahead and follow us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and iHeartRadio at The Real Pineapple. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews up this weekend for uh, uh, for Training Day, which I'm excited to talk about Training Day. I, I, I love Training Day. And we'll have a review up as well for District 9, continuing our streak of happy movies. Right. Go ahead and review. <laughs> go ahead and review. But guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. Stay safe out there if you're going into marches. Help, stay safe just in general right now but uh thank you for your support and we'll talk to you guys. peace